tonight is Nicole. Hi. And Mama Kay. Hey, everyone. And coming back from Oppenheimer Podcast, it's Griffin once again. Hi, yo, Griffin. Yo, what up, everyone? Hey, G. Just still in Texas. So Griffin coming in for <laughs> the second half of the biggest weekend of movie going of the year. That's Barbie. We're talking about Barbie now. Greta Gerwig's Barbie, co-written with her husband Noah Baumbach, Margot Robbie, Barbie, Ryan Gosling, Ken, 5,000 yeah. other actors, you know. If you're not in Oppenheimer, you're in Barbie. So I don't know who wasn't working. I guess Tom Cruise is in the other one. But um, yeah, uh, Barbie. Uh, we've heard of that before, right? We know what that is. It's yeah. a little doll. If you dress her yeah. up, she has a lot of careers. Yeah. True. Yeah, she does. She's a strong independent. Do you ever play with Barbies? Anybody here? Okay, Nicole, Griffin? <laughs> uh, I'll go first. Uh, I never had a Barbie growing up. Um, it's very sad. I had a friend though who had a whole giant uh shed in her backyard full of every Barbie thing you can imagine. She had the jet, she had the camper, she had the jet ski, a all shed the things. Of Barbies. A... It was a shed of That's Barbies. Kind of it was Barbieville, and it was <laughs> fucking magical. I'm telling. That's you. how you measure Barbies. You measure them by the shed. I just imagine. I just <laughs> imagine you? you put in like a shed in the backyard, and then you open it. It's not like you're saying a shit, a shit of Barbies. I'm a, shed. You a shed. Yeah. A shed. It was a shed load of Barbies. A shed, a shed. It was a shed load of Barbies. Okay. Yes. Nicole, did you ever have the Barbies growing up? Um, I have a couple memories. Um, I was not a Barbie girl. However, my sister was <laughs> a Barbie girl, and she In had the airplane. She had a house. She had all the little fixins. Um. I know my mom was a Barbie girl, and I mm. remember her telling me when she moved to college, my grandparents got rid of all of her Barbies. So, or <sighs> when she went to, when she went and left home, she uh, right they got rid of all Tragedy. of her Barbies. So those mm. would probably be worth a lot of money now. So I'm a little upset about that. And <laughs> my biggest memory of Barbie was getting the millennium barbie in the year 2000 um i would have been seven years old at that time and my mom got my me and my sister um the millennium barbies in her blue uh snowflake sparkly gown and we weren't oh yeah we weren't allowed to open them and play with them so (gasps) they're still in the box at my mom's house um but yeah, that was kind of my extent of of the Barbie kingdom. That's a whole thing to talk about too, about <laughs> yeah. buying things that you can't yep. that you're not allowed to open. We've got the so, cabbage yeah. patch dolls from some some milestone of life and we have the Millennium Barbie. I feel like we have a Star Wars thing still in a package somewhere. So Probably. same kind of thing. I was Sad. a Lego man myself. No Barbie. Yeah, but you opened the ball. What do you mean I opened them? Of course I opened them all. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying I didn't play with Barbies. I, mean, I can't relate to the the core premise of the, the people, but um, still interested. Barbie suffers a crisis that leads her to question her well, world. Well, you didn't ask me if I played with Barbie. I did, actually. Yeah. I asked everybody. Oh, I asked you? everyone at the beginning. You guys played. I didn't single up, you out. But... You, didn't, you didn't say anything, but... Well, did you play with Barbies? No. Oh, <laughs> Womp, womp. You didn't have a friend that had a shed full of Barbies? <laughs> no, a shed full of Barbies, actually. 
Barbie suffers a crisis that leads her to question her world and her existence. This has a 90% Rotten Tomatoes, 87 yeah. with the audience, 75 on IMDb. So high scores, just wow. like the other one we did. It doesn't yes. sound like it's up with the other one. I'm just saying. It sounds a little you're, lower. You, you, you are correct. <laughs> By the scores, it is slightly uh, about a one point lower on IMDb and a few points lower on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, but it also did gross $150 million more at the box office. Uh, $337 million worldwide. Which is quite a bit. I think it was a record breaker, right? Uh, it is the highest for a female directed film of all time, uh, nice. beating nice. out Wonder Woman and uh, co directed films uh, Frozen 2 and uh, uh, Captain Marvel, which are co directed by a man and a woman. So hmm. uh, this beat all of them. So good congratulations, Greta and uh, Mattel. So if you haven't seen the Barbie movie, uh, it's got good reviews, it's making all the money, and it's got all the people. I guess I should do the cast thing too, like I did for Robinheimer. I'll do the same thing here. Margot Robbie, Kate McKinnon, Issa Rae, Alexandra Ship, Emma McKay, Hari Neff. Sorry? Did you say Ship McKay? Alexandra Ship, Emma McKay. That's why it sounded like Ship McKay. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> Dua Lipa, Nicola Coughlin, Met Narrative, Marissa Abele, Lucy Bonneton as the Barbies, Ryan Gosling, Simu Liu, Kingsley Benadir, Scott Evans, John Cena, Rob Brydon, Tom Storton as the Kens. Michael Sarah. Yeah, yes, Michael Sarah. As not a he's not, not a, a Ken. Ken. Not a Ken. Yeah, Michael Sarah also sure. in with America Ferrera. Ariana Greenblatt, Rhea Perlman, Helen Mirren as the narrator, and William Farrell. So, if you haven't seen Barbie, I did it all. So, in theaters, go do it. And we're going to spoil it here now. Stereotypical Barbie is the moniker of Margot Robbie's character. She is a resident of Barbie Land, the matriarchal society, self-sufficient, self-confident, successful, run by women. While the Ken counterparts do just random recreation activities. They like like beach. Um, and, uh, one day Barbie has kind of a bit of an existential moment and, uh, begins to question mortality. She starts to think, uh, or the things are not quite going right in her Barbie world. She wakes up and, uh, her routine is a little off. She notices she has cellulite. Her feet go flat. No heels. No good. <laughs> so she has to go to Weird Barbie to figure out what's going on. Weird Barbie is Kate McKinnon. Makes sense. And uh, according to Weird Barbie, she has to go to the real world to figure out who the, the little girl is that's playing with her on the other end and uh, figure out what's going on with her because she's clearly sad or something's going on. And if you want to go back to perfect life, that's what you got to do. So she goes towards the real world. Ken hitches a ride, main Ken, beach Ken, Ryan Gosling Ken, and so the two of them are in the real world, and uh, I think I'll leave it there, because then it kind of go continues on. Um, I'll go in the same order, too. Mama K, kick us off uh, with Barbie. What'd you think of it? Well, Barbie, I, first I have to tell you about, so everybody's all Barbie, Barbenheimer, correct? That's mm-hmm. what this yeah, has been called this, this whole weekend, so... Uh, the night before I saw Oppenheimer, um, I went to a concert, Matchbox 20 concert. Oh, my and, God. Uh, <laughs> you went you to a Matchbox 20 concert before seeing Barbie? Did you know? <laughs> I knew about this off, off podcast. I did not know. Oh, so, that's that's got to add to this quite a bit. I, I that's why I'm this, I am now calling this either Barbenheimer 20 
or max match Barbenheimer because it really does go. So we're at this concert. There's a rain delay, blah, 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 blah. doesn't matter. Rob Thomas talks to the crowd a lot, sings a song. And then all of a sudden he says, throwing that one out there to Rob Thomas or to uh, Ryan Gosling. And I was like, I turned to your dad and I was like, mm, what? Why? Why would it. he dedicate a song to Ryan Gosling? Why? Oh, so okay. see Oppenheimer the next night. There is no light shed on this, surprisingly, uh, from the Oppenheimer movie. Um, but I go to the Barbie movie the next day. And apparently the anthem of Kendom is the song Push, which is by Matchbox 20. (laughs) So uh, I went one step further than probably most people did on this particular weekend. You went went above the the grade. I did. Um, So I feel feel like whatever I have to say holds more water than anybody, any of my other hosts because of this. I don't know. I was just in Hiroshima the other day, so I have pretty good good authority. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what did you think of the film, though, other than you're cooler than everybody? <laughs> I, it was an unexpected cool is what, what, what I really liked about it. The best it. kind. Um, yeah. So, yeah, going into Barbie, totally different theater experience than going into Oppenheimer, as you can imagine. Um, it, it was a lot of, there were, it was very giggly. There was a lot of loud. Um, your dad was the only male in there over the age of probably 30. Cause there was a couple of guys who brought their little kid, little girls to the movie and there were empty seats next to him until the movie started. And then all of a sudden these two girls walk in, uh, Bible dressed identical like Barbie <laughs> and sat down next to him. And it was almost the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, uh, little exciting. white shorts, little pink halter tops and Barbie hair and Barbie shoes. And I was like, yes, this is amazing. <laughs> they have, uh, it would have been funny if there was those little girls came in here and then they have all that stuff on. And then, and on the front is just a picture of Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just sat in the movie with a, with and they're a like, really Oh man, this is a yeah. <laughs> oh, wrong movie. Oh my God. Um, but Barbie, the movie, I, you know, a lot came out about this. I, I was watching all of the red carpet. I was, uh, not ever having a Barbie. So not really ever living in that world. I wasn't super hype about it. Um, but the way that they were marketing, it was really, uh, pushing me toward it. And I knew I was going to have to see it anyway. So, um, I, I enjoyed the Barbie movie. Oh, I... interesting way to say that. Very <laughs> interesting way to say that. I, I enjoyed the Barbie enjoyed movie. Enjoyed the Barbie movie. More than I thought I was going to. I thought it was going to be a little, um, I don't know, just not, just a little too fey for me. Just a little uh, But interesting, especially knowing that I would be contrasting it with another movie that I had seen the night before. I kind of was looking at it through uh, different eyes. And I I appreciate Greta Gerwig's movie making. So um, I liked I liked the way this movie was made. And it was just fun. It was very fun. But it also had a distinct undertone that we can probably talk about. All right. That's a interest, interesting start. I'm not really sure. Uh, Griffin, how about you? You were second <laughs> on the last one. Continue us on. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I'll start off with the, the positive notes. Uh, I really liked the the visuals and the color and the, the costume design of it was all great. 
uh, I think all the characters looked really like colorful and really accurate to like what Barbie represents and all the different Barbie characters. The that's kind of where it ends for me. But, uh, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> uh, yeah, wow. I mean, the, it looks great. I, well, I guess one other thing I did really like it. Ryan Gosling as Ken was really, really driven the point home of how like funny this movie was for at some points. Wasn't he a good Ken? He was a really good Ken. I think he was I'm like. Go- argue I think about Ryan, the name of this movie. I think Ryan Gosling was built for it, this role. Well, that Ken. would be a problem. I would argue if if. The best part about Barbie is Ken. That would be a right. You, would, yeah. you wouldn't want to say. You wouldn't want to say that. I mean, well, that's you know, the thing is, I felt like the film. <laughs> I felt like Ken kind of overshadowed Barbie, which is not okay in my own movie. But uh, I guess uh, you know, so. The the parts I didn't really like was the whole real world to fake land Barbie lands connection. Like the whole real world just felt so disconnected and felt so like. Like, especially with the Mattel characters, they just felt, felt so characteristic and goofy, even though they were part of, you know, the real world, which kind of, like, mm-hmm. threw me out of it. And then, uh... It's a very guess, goofy movie, yeah. It does not take almost anything do you mean the Do you mean the dolls when they were in the real world, or the people that were he means, living in the real world? I mean Correct the me if people, I'm wrong, G. You're talking people, about the Mattel owners. Yeah, Why well, are I think they everyone so at Mattel was super weird, and I don't think it... Will Ferrell's people? Yeah, Will Ferrell and his band, Mary oh, Band. Okay. Yeah, they're I real mean, people. Why are they wrong. acting like dolls? Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I love Will Ferrell, but the thing is, it's just like, he didn't. it felt like he was just kind of shoehorned into this movie, for him. I feel like the movie wouldn't have been any different if he wasn't in it at all. But, uh, mm. but uh, I think so, for, like, Besides that, I just the, also like the plot. I didn't really understand the whole time when I was when I was watching the movie. I was very confused about like how weird Barbie had con- different connections with like their different hosts and how that was even, how that even worked and what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, like, physical mechanisms not very um, tethered in this. Yeah, and I also mm. don't really like Kate McKinnon. To be honest, I, I think she's not very funny. <gasps> <gasps> really? Yeah, it's, I don't think she's mm. funny in general, but like. Uh, uh, Margot Robbie was great in it, obviously, but I think she's kind of overshined by Ryan Gosling. But I think she's still really good in this movie. But uh, besides that, I think it was it was an okay movie. It was just a just a man. All right, we're we're starting a little mixed, I would say. Uh, Nicole, which way are you going to tilt us? Oh my word! Um, I've been trying to formulate what I want to say in the most efficient way possible but i hope that you listen to the last podcast episode about oppenheimer and something that mama k said in that um is spilling into this episode for me and and i'll oh, no. i'll bring back what you said um oh, you had no. mentioned on your way home you were sitting in the car with absolute <clears throat> disdain and anger towards the film you just saw and um that was not the case for Oppenheimer for me, but my God, was that the case for Barbie? <laughs> um, oh no! <laughs> I this movie. I don't know why, but it made me feel fatter than I've ever felt before. Like I was so angry. I was like, I need to fucking lose weight. I'm annoyed. It's hot. We I had the air on setting three in the car, and I'm s- steaming out of the car. I don't <laughs> know why. This movie is getting so high of a rating. I do know why, but I, I I don't know what I'm missing, I guess, is the is the question I have. Like, I think I might have laughed a collective 
two and a half times during the whole thing. And you know what? I laughed at one of the scenes that nobody else fucking laughed at. So what am I... What scene was that? Uh, It's the scene where um, Barbie wants to move in with Ken or or come into his house when when he takes over her house when she's gone. And he says, Mm -hmm. can I have one moment, please? And he walks in. He goes, sublime! (laughs) Sublime! My my movie theater died. One of the funniest things I've ever done. No one laughed at our theater for that line. No, nobody but me and Brennan. Nicole and I laughed the hardest. That's the line that got me the hardest. Because I didn't, yeah. That brought down the house where I was. Oh my god, no one fucking laughed. So if I oh no, uh, people I, laughed. People laughed a lot. Well, yeah, no, but not at that scene. Yes, not at that scene. But they laughed um, a lot. So I have to put a disclaimer at the beginning of this. I'm sorry, everybody on here. I'm on my second espresso martini. I'm getting a little heated now. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, the the crowd in this movie was an utter disgrace. Okay, I. <laughs> Yeah, couldn't visible. deal God. with the amount of people actually howling like wolves at some of these <laughs> some of these jokes and i'm really pissed off at the way that this movie was presented um in previews because they couldn't have spoiled this movie any further than they did unless they showed the whole 2 hour movie in a fucking preview on tv every single funny moment was ruined and destroyed by the the previews of this we had the oh my god flat foot bleh moment in a preview we had the i'm going to beat you off no i'll beat you off better in the previews these are the things that right yeah, well, these things could garner a laugh from me in the right setting, but if you shove that down my face for the two months prior to the movie, I'm not going to fucking laugh when it happens in the theater. So that was already strike number one. Um, Note strike- to self, Nicole doesn't like beat-offs. <laughs> beach, beach-offs. Beach off. No, she doesn't like beach-offs, yeah. Um, beach-off. That's what I said. Number two, I am so sorry that this movie is so ruined by my movie by my theater experience i wonder if this would be better suited for me at home because it could have been because it was opening night it could have been because the hype that this movie Mm. got but there were individuals in this theater that i swear to god and i don't want to hurt your ears so be warned they were like (laughs) at the fucking worst (laughs) times and i think that there were some sort of i'm air quoting influencers in our theater because they were filming themselves cackling at these scenes. And I'm like, these are not funny. These are childish jokes in an adult movie. And I know people like that, but I don't particularly care for that. Um, so it really didn't, it didn't fall on for me right. Like, I just, I just didn't like those jokes. I thought they were too childish for what the movie was really trying to explain. Which, as we talk about it further, what the underlying idea is about this movie, especially someone like Greta Gerwig making a movie like this. Um, my favorite part about this is America Ferrera and her whole scene with her kid. Um, I like that more, more so that I would like that in a movie outside of the Barbie realm. I would rather watch America Ferrera be a mom to a kid who's sad in like a different, like, I don't know, a school scene, like a school movie. I don't know. I, I wish that that was taking, taken away from this. They didn't mesh well for me. Yeah. Um, so that, 
that part really it, it just lost me i didn't find any of that crossover funny um a lot of sexual innuendos i heard from someone that i work with that um there was a 10 to 12 year old child that they brought with them and the mom walked out halfway through with the kid because she thought it was that inappropriate. Um, I don't think that's the case, but you know, that just, that just says something to me even further into the movie that they walked out on could have been worse. You know, um, Mm. I know there's a lot of politics going on right now about this movie. I'm very passionate about how I feel about this because I feel like I'm in that majority of the 6% that hated this. And minority, I am trying <laughs> the minority. Yeah, I'm trying the- to understand why there's so many people that did enjoy this and what you liked about it so that I can maybe better understand. Um, but the politics of the movie really overtook the, what I agree with Griffin is a really beautifully made. It looks awesome. I love the nostalgia feel of it. I love the idea of the Barbie houses, the Barbie car, the, building the wall upwards and not across like i love that stuff about it but all of that oh, is that complete- was really good actually yeah. <laughs> yeah all of that is completely overtaken by my disdain for the message i think so i don't want to be candace owens on this <laughs> please i don't want to be her on this i know there's a lot of of things going yes, on you don't in. hate this because you're conservative let's put that out there yes a, let's, thank you, you. Just, yes you are i i'm not i'm not on that side for that reason i really don't want anyone to think that about what i'm saying i just mm. wish this was something different no, so no, that's no. my rant and if you don't talk to me for the rest of the podcast i'm okay with that but oh my god i hated this yeah, i agree with you did every point so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I like I go I go into Barbenheimer weekend. And we're gonna talk more about the phenomenon in the next one, but like I go in optimistic, starry-eyed, very happy, excited. Auteur, like you know, I've, I've I love Greta Gerwig, Noah Baumbach. I've, we just did Oppenheimer, so I don't have to go on back back about that. But I was just so excited. This is the first of the two we saw, and I was just ready to go. I was like, everything's gonna get good reviews. Everything's gonna make money. Everyone, th- this is gonna work for everybody. I was just sure, you know. I don't, but I didn't play Barbies, and like it's Mattel, a product, whatever. The Lego Movie worked right, so this is like you know, and anything can work. Uh, this is like a huge fucking mess and it's like kind of an entertaining one sometimes even with a, a fuming nicole next to you but even still <laughs> it's it, it is a it is i i can't i want to be with the people who are like loving this and i just i can't really defend it it's it's really mid it's really mid um there are tons of things where I was like, ah, it's mildly amusing. I probably only laughed a couple times. It's not the funniest movie. Uh, I don't really, it's not a needle mover for me one way or the other politically. I think it's pretty watered down. So I don't know if you're getting mad at it for that. I think you are reaching. And I think if you think this is saying anything politically relevant, you're also reaching. This is like pretty, like it's pretty, weak sauce watered in and like i really thinking about like the whole thing and like what happened in the movie what's the message what are the arcs of the characters i know it's a silly nutty fest where they're beaching each other off i know it's a silly movie but like i'm still like looking for you know these are these are made by real people so there's i'm looking for a structure and the point of the movie i guess is everything seems 
perfect and then you're like questioning yourself and like things change and it's okay so love yourself because you're Kenuff. I just don't know if that like that just that seems really that seems really shallow, reductive, lazy, and lame for a ninety percent from a Greta Gerwig, Noah Baumbach, Margot Robbie tr- group of creators. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed. It's not, but I, I'm I'm this is against a mountain of expectations, and you know, big budget. All the advertising in the world, which I th- I agree with Nicole, is was detrimental to my enjoyment. I think tons of jokes would have landed better, and it might have helped set the tone, especially the first ten minutes. It's all told in trailer, and, and like I knew the first total ten minutes were coming. But yeah, mild disappointment for me. But I would still say like on a binary good bad scale, it's in a it's like it's oak. Okay, it's good enough to like please. But I'm missing. I'm I, and I'm kind of upset that none of us are champions here okay you might be the highest on it i might be the biggest champion of this only because i think that you're 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 hampered by a pg-13 i mean i shouldn't say hampered but this is your crowd (laughs) you're 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 tripling your box office by making like you need to it's mattel like this is a oh i'm not saying no my point is is that your your type of enjoyment of this movie is hampered by that i understand i i yeah i i I, this is a this is not made for you i'm sorry I am sorry that this movie's not made for you. Like so many other movies are made for you. This is it sounds not like Christopher. For you. This sounds like you're still bitter about Oppenheimer, <laughs> which is better. We're saving that. We're saving bitter. that for the next one. That, my, this okay. is, we're, just, we're focusing on Barbie. You, I, I know, but as much point. as I'm just saying, the reason you don't that you didn't enjoy this is because this is not made for you. This is not made for me. I am way too old for this movie. This is not made for any of us. This is made for a crowd that is, you know, I might be in that anywhere. demographic it's made for. But yeah. That, 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 that's my just... issue is my biggest issue of this whole movie was who is this made for? Cause it, it's made for no one. That's what this I'm is made for. I don't want to throw anybody under the best with this by saying this, cause people are going to take this the wrong way, but this is made for the Taylor Swift generation. I just, I know, but like, uh, I'm not saying we're like none of us are the stereotypical Swifty, sure. But Griffin is a Gen Z, and Nicole is a woman under thirty. Like, I would say that those are perfectly, they, like, they should be appealed, appealed. And I, I think and I both am 10 a film years too old for the audience. At least ten years too old, but, honestly. No, that's my issue with the whole movie. The whole reason I'm a little confused is because. I feel like this movie is made for no one. I feel like the target demographic is like from, you know, age probably five to uh, early 20s, maybe 18. And then, uh, so I'm thinking this doesn't really match with any of like the whole movie throughout is just doesn't match the tone of any form of what it is. If you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't feel like a kid's movie, but it doesn't feel like an adult movie, but it doesn't feel like a movie for in between that kind of age group so i don't really know who it's for i would have thought this is a movie made for people for women in their 20s and 30s living it's it's for america ferrera that's the point in the movie i thought like this is for america ferrera greta gerwig aged people 30 year olds no i feel like it's for it's for them as like it's for their younger selves it's not for them as who they i know are but now. it's for their younger selves but like that's why they're in enjo- <laughs> that's why you... you would enjoy that if you think. look at the if you look at the way that the Barbies are represented here, every single one of them is so self-absorbed and overly confident that I don't think that's how young girls felt playing with the Barbies like from what from my point of view. Like 
I know for a fact that the people I know that were playing with Barbies at, at a younger age, and that was over like 20, 25 to 20 years ago, we weren't saying, like, I, I, I'm thinking of the one part where Issa Rae is, she's the president, and someone says to her, you make a really great president. She goes, yeah, I know. And it's so, like selfish and overconfident yeah but that's 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 not how people felt that's not how little girls feel when they're when they're playing that and i just talk again talking from self uh experience you know it should be everyone is inclusive everyone is on the same wavelength here and it shouldn't be yeah i know i'm better than everyone else and that's exactly how not just Issa rae comes off but how margot robbie's character main Barbie, stereotypical Barbie comes off. And I don't like that that's the message that they're providing, which is how I feel about it, is saying, yes, I am better than everyone else. That's why I shouldn't change how I am. I should have stayed how I was. That's exactly what she's feeling. And if I'm missing I, the point of that, then, you know, yeah, I, I disagree d- with you a little bit there. And yeah. Only because of one scene where she's in the real world now and she stops and she's sitting on a bus bench and she's sitting next to an old lady. Mm, yeah. And she says to, you know, she's crying at this point. Ken has just gone off uh, going to find his Kennergy and he's she's sitting there with her and she looks at her and she says to the woman you're beautiful and the woman i wish she didn't say it as confident i understand what you're saying about the snarky confidence of it Uh it's a little off-putting um and i think that that is that by design is that like trying to is that what the man-hating piece of this is is because they're overly confident is that who they're... I agree with you. It should have been, you know... I am. I am beautiful. And she says, I am. And and she... I like the... Uh, not necessarily the tone of what happens. I like the interaction that happens there. So I think that she's a stereotypical Barbie. Yes, absolutely. But she... She is learning something. She's not... She doesn't go back, and I don't think she goes back as the same Barbie no, as she was before. I, I tend so. to agree that she does arc but like her arc isn't it's not real like I don't, i'm not convinced i'm not convinced by her because her because be, beginning everything's happy go lucky perfect and then the the inciting incident is when we learn this we're in spoilers america ferrera has a daughter and the daughter's going to school and like becoming growing up becoming more distant and we see little flashbacks of the little girl playing with ariana greenblatt's character when she's younger playing with barbies and we see the mother figure but she's faceless and we don't really see her and nicole and i actually like we kind of co-called this we, we we both called pieces of it where nicole was like oh i bet she's the mom of the little of the, the girl in the flashbacks and Merrick ferrer is when we first see her because mm-hmm. we don't know that and i'm like I, I i was agreeing with her but in a different way i was saying Yes, but I think the the twist is America Ferrera is the one that Margot Robbie is here for, not the little girl. The little girl is Gen Z, too cool for Barbie. Barbie's lame and old. The mom is the one right. who has the the memories, and of course that's what it ends up being. Honestly, it's it's telegraphed and easy to to see coming, but it is one of the better like actually like written moments. And the park bench scene, even like like you said, like is one of the more like this almost feels like another movie because we're marrying up some of these more poignant melancholy social commentary bits with the the silliest crap i've ever seen which is fine i love kitsch i love camp 
it's it is a weird mix here it's, and it's not, really it doesn't two work for different me. films I, I don't know what's going on here but like and I, I might be Simu Liu because Simu Liu runs through the wrong way. I don't really like him as an actor. Shang Chi is what people know him as. There's something about him in interviews too. He kind of bugs me. There's, I don't know what it is. Like you, if, if someone tell me if they feel this too. But like when I see him talk, I'm just like, I don't know. He just he's, something about Simu Liu bugs me when I when I see him. Go oh, I like him. <laughs> I, I I I have. Be, I'm bugged. He bugs me. This no, like I don't know. I but. think he's a. I think he's a great Ken. That might be. Maybe yeah, think, maybe I that works, works actually. Ken, I think he works as Ken totally. He's he's very in this. He's he's very I, I could see being entertained by it and I wish I was more, but it was just like I, I laughed at a couple things and I mm-hmm. maybe it was the cross arm Nicole the, the weighing down a little bit. I think but. I might have spoiled a little bit of your experience. I apologize. I, I see that in hindsight, but when I'm there not enjoying myself, someone needs to know. And it just happens to be oh. you. I mean, there were times in this movie where people were howl laughing, and you, out loud, regular volume, give me a fucking break. <laughs> oh, my oh, that would have been great to be a part of. I wish I was part of this in theater experience. The guy next to me was definitely scooching away. They're yeah. saying things like, oh, that's quite enough, when like, a little girl would laugh. <laughs> She's so she's like anti Barbie. Like little girls would laugh at like the cans flying across the screen, like uh, super loud, and the cold. And now there's little girls sobbing in the Barbie movie. I I have no remorse about it. Nicole lights a cigarette and pops her balloon on the way out with it. We had some over-the-top laughers, too, but you know what? The the part of this Barbie movie is, I mean, I know we're talking about Ken. I'm going to interrupt the Ken-ness for a second, the Ken-ergy. Um, I think that it's it feels like, this is going to sound crazy, but like when Mamma Mia, the movie came out, there were, there were just groups of women that went to go see a movie and they were all, I mean, some people dressed up. This was that to the max. This was an experience. This wasn't just a movie for people. I mean, mm-hmm. even here in Maine, it wasn't crazy, crazy, but there were people dressed up and they were with their friends and they were there to have a good time. And I mean, movies are supposed to be entertaining, yeah. right? So I think... Th- yeah. I pictured myself with my group of friends, and if we w- had gone to see this, and it's funny you bring up Mamma Mia, because at, when the second one came out, I did go with a group of women. I went with my female family members. There was about nine of us, and we went. We had a wonderful time. That was basically the experience. And this group of and that people- That was a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah, we enjoyed it. I guess we enjoyed it because of the company, and I exactly I do understand that with the the girls that are going with their girlfriends and making a night out of it, dressing up. That's great. Maybe I'm just an old hatchety woman that doesn't think that way. But if I had gone with my friends and I cackled that way, they would have looked at me like, "What the fuck is your problem? Like, why are you laughing like that, you buffoon?" And <laughs> I I wonder. <laughs> Where the difference is, am I just so cold-hearted that I didn't find that in this? Or do I think that they were way overplaying because they wanted to like this movie because they were told they were going to like it because they play with Barbies when they were younger and now they're going to watch Barbie in real life? 
I don't know. I don't know if I'm missing that because I didn't have that nostalgia. But there's other right. things that Barbie's in that I really do enjoy. And we can talk about this later on. But there's cameos of Barbie in other movies and animated oh, ones. Story. Yep. That we yeah. can talk about in, in the future that I like quite a bit more because that's what it's supposed to be. As opposed to having 15 different Barbies that I'm trying to find the one that I like the most or try to find the one in my opinion that's the least um full of herself and (laughs) yeah maybe i relate to the pregnant discontinued one i don't know um (laughs) that they're so disgusted that that she's standing there (laughs) do you guys recognize who that was i'm assuming not i'm probably the only one no oh yeah no um oh you know her and yeah. Oh, what's her name? Well, she's not really. She's an actress sometimes, but she's known for being a director of one of my favorite films of the past yeah. couple years. Is that Greta Gerwig okay. in it? No, it's it's Emerald it's Emerald Fennell, director of Promising Young right. Woman. Oh, yeah. who I think was I really pregnant when they probably filmed this because I remember her accepting her Oscar for a screenplay. I think it was for that, and she was pregnant. I, I wonder if they filmed. I wonder if that well, was she's been pregnant for three years. I don't, I don't know when I imagine this wasn't filmed. All, I don't know. Maybe she had a oh, kid. I I thought you were gonna say I don't know how long pregnancy lasts. <laughs> oh my no, god! I wasn't gonna. <laughs> they just stuff a pillow in the stomach a little, just to blow it up a little. <laughs> oh, how long could well, pregnancy a, last? Five years, baby. six I years. <laughs> I don't know how the woman, a woman's body works. I don't know, but I don't know about these things. That baby came yeah. out in third grade. How much is a banana cost, Michael? $10? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, let's talk about... You were talking about Ken. Yeah, let's talk about Ken. Yeah, Ken. So, you liked it the most. Did Ken work for you? Griffin, you said you liked Ken. You liked some of Ken? Yeah, I liked some of Ken. He was okay. I liked Ken. Yeah. That's how I feel about this whole movie, though. It was just okay. That's how I feel, too. I know. Um... I liked I liked Ken very much, and the thing is, we've talked about Ryan Gosling before. I can't remember in what we were reviewing, but you sort you of the made fun of me a little bit that I think of Ryan Gosling as the Adventures of Young Hercules. That's my Ryan Gosling. Oh yeah, that uh, is that is point. a bad take. Yeah, he's in a, a lot of great movies, and that's terrible. Um, uh, it doesn't reference. matter. Guess who he was in this movie? That's Her- who he was in this movie. That's terrible. It's the same. I know, but I feel like he went back and lived his inner, like, he came He came to terms with his inner child playing Ken. Just like girls are supposed to, like, be part of their inner child or whatever, seeing this bar or older girls are supposed to see, you know, part of their childhood in this Barbie movie. And I really think, and that's what nailed it for me, is that he, I mean, I cannot imagine anybody else playing Beach Clan, honestly. It was, I think he... I don't think he overshadowed Barbie, but they sure did give him a lot of good stuff to work with. So me, he's funnier. I, I mean, like I don't know if overshadowed. Like Margaret Robbie's tough to overshadow just because it's her specifically. I think if it had been any other, not any other, but most any other, like. But I get, yeah, I, I get your point. Yeah, there were other women that were supposed to play that Barbie. I, I think Amy uh, Schumer at one point. Gal Gadot was one of them, and I'm like, oh wow, this could have really taken oh, a turn man. in a different Can direction. Can you imagine what a disaster? Yeah. yeah. 
Amy Schumer also would have been a disaster in a different way. So well, that was supposed to be written by um, Diablo Cody. So um, that would have been a disaster. In oh, that would have been a different movie. What'd you think about the beach fight scene, Griff? I did like the beach fight scene. That was a, that was a good scene. I've yeah. I like the I like that was a good scene. I like Ryan Gosling doing the dancing when the, the choreography dancing with like the suits. <laughs> the Bollywood. <laughs> See, this is a great example here. That scene where he's doing the choreographed dancing, like it's just like a charming, like fun scene. That elicited insane howling laughter from our audience. And that's a moment where like I do I am with Nicole and I look at her and I'm like I, I, I am not the same species as the other things in this room because I, there's just no possible way. There's just no we are so superior. It, I, yeah, I read a ha 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 funny fat guy fall. You know, oh, it's like, yeah, oh, it's the like, same thing. I just I just think that you you have to take it take it for what it is. There's a lot of reasons I can see where there's a lot of reasons not to like Barbie, quote unquote. And I get that because representation wise, people are like, she represent. She does not represent. Barbie started off as an incredibly uh, unattainable physical goal for people. Uh, forget about the fact that she walks on her tiptoes all the time. That's the least problematic thing about her. Um, so that's always a problem even if she's president barbie if she's astronaut barbie whatever she's still like 38 14 36 nobody kim kardashian maybe i love that you say that it's shocking to me to see a heavy set woman play a barbie in this because well it's not the representation of what barbie always has been that Barbie doesn't exist that's the thing she's in this movie and she exists in this movie but there's never an acknowledgement that that's not a real Barbie. Like, a that Barbie, Barbie does line? not exist. No. Like, the fucking pregnant one yeah. that got discontinued. Yeah. I mean, probably yeah. for a good reason. I mean, if we're talking no, about we'll unrealistic see. body standards, there are a couple plus size women, but all the Kens, they are homogenized. They are different races, but they are all six pack right? idiots. Well, they have a closeted yeah, sure. gay Ken. So, Which I mean, that's Ken? what the big deal is. King Alan. Alan. Oh, Alan's not. Alan's not a Ken. <laughs> he's not a Ken. He's an Alan. He's <laughs> That's the only. Why. See, they they Alan. can't even That's give Ken a, a homosexual character. They have to make him a different name because God forbid. I beg to differ. Ken. I believe that there are probably some of those Kens that were definitely. I'm sure they're beaching each other off. But <laughs> let me let me tell you what I think okay. about Ken. Um, okay. <laughs> before we talk about Barbie more, because I feel like we need to we need to discuss that more. But um, I agree with with Griffin here. I think unfortunately as much as the opposite is supposed to be happening, I think that Ken stole the show in this movie because he is more entertaining, he does funnier things, he does goofier things that people can relate to more in the film and those are the scenes that I laughed at the most is the things, the goofy things that Ken is doing and his total non-understanding of what a male's role is in the real world and coming back and thinking it's all about cowboys and horses that's fucking oh, the hysterical horse part, but, yeah, the horse part was great I love, I love it's the best wasn't about horses he, like, kind of lost interest he has, <laughs> he has absolutely yeah he has absolutely no idea what this is supposed what this is like in the real world in, in the human world um and he thinks that's the mo- that's the epitome of masculinity and that i love because yeah. it just goes mm-hmm. to show the the difference of what 
they're try what like the dire- the directors and the writers of this are trying to explain. Um, so I do agree that I think he stole the show. Unfortunately, it's it's called Barbie, but you know she to me is is more of a write off in the film. That's, I'm sorry to I say think. that. Yeah, that's yeah, it. And, it's, and it sucks because like I was hoping I would be more focused around Barbie. Well, it is focused around Barbie, but I feel I don't feel compelled enough to care about Barbie. They didn't do it right, definitely. And least, I have yeah. one more unpopular opinion. Only one. I might get canceled from the rest of my lifetime. <laughs> oh, no. I think Ryan Gosling is very ugly. Uh, hashtag cancel his, Nicole on Twitter. His, <laughs> His face is... Oh my god, it's, it's already trending on Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank god, I don't even have Twitter. That's that's pretty and impressive. Threads. It's trending on, twi- on threads. <laughs> on threads. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, I think, he, I think he played the role of Ken very well. I do. I think he was just comical at the right times and appealed to the masses that way, but I, I think there's a lot more attractive men that could have done that. <laughs> well, I think this is Ryan. Go- I mean, I don't find him to be particularly, you know, I, he's not ugly, but I don't find him attractive either. Really? But I think this is I him really? at, at his least attractiveness, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I the, it's the hair. Ken actually had brown hair most of the time. It wasn't until like 1992 Beach Ken where he ended up looking like this well that's yeah. why so, he's, he is beach ken he does beach so well, he does beach. i know he's beach he ken knows. but they chose beach ken for a reason uh so i mean part maybe that's because maybe that's part of who they're picking for their audience you know these are people who are nostalgic for the 90s they're now women and that are in their 40s so i don't know um, i told you this is i think that's who the, i thought this was more for america ferrera's audience of pete like the the and i i haven't talked enough about her i think she's like my favorite actress in the movie like like her role is the, my favorite part so yeah i, I agree love her. I, I i like i like her I'm role like... but i don't like her portrayal honestly and and i'm really disappointed at baby gamora I don't, I don't like her coming off as a little cranky whiny little yeah. bitch so. she looks like she would play that role though yeah. yeah. That actually one is one of the parts you laughed at, Nicole. One of the two and a half that where where Ariana Greenblatt basically shreds uh classic Barbie or uh whatever her name is and then Margaret Robbie's like <laughs> cry it runs away crying because she she's got her feelings hurt. They're trying to show how different the culture is now in in twenty twenties and I feel like it truly misses the mark. But just to talk about America Ferrera real quick, I think she's one of the the funniest actresses that's come around recently and by recently i mean like the past 10 years or so because i think she's very adaptable she's very relatable she's a humble person her roles are always like she is um the uh, uh, the american woman no pun intended but like <laughs> When one of our favorite right. shows is Superstore, and she is the main character in that movie, in that show, and she is hysterical because she's relatable and, to a lot of different people for different reasons. And yeah. I think she brings that to this film too, where it doesn't matter if you are, um, you know, she is a, um, a, a person of color and people can agree with, with her that way. She's a, independent woman and in a lot of roles that she does she is she plays ugly betty my god she plays an ugly person that people don't 
appreciate. And when she gets put into a film like this and she gets to have the arc and she gets to be the one that, um, has the, has the ultimate punch at the end, like that is special to me. And I really think that they did a great job casting her in that because it feels the most relatable more so than anything else in the movie. I'm, I'm with you when she, when she's with the daughter and they're turning it around in their relationship and they're driving away Mm -hmm. and then they decide to turn back with Alan. I'm like, why weren't these three we were following? Why weren't we following, uh, uh, Ariana Greenblatt and, and America Ferreira and, Alan somewhere else. I would they, like. I was. I like, agree. Yeah, it was. It, there was something suffocating about Margot Robbie and even Ken's over the topness. There's something suffocating about all that before that. When we get to the regular people, nothing more regular in the Barbie world than Al, and nothing more regular in the regular world than America Ferrera. It's just a breath of nice, good, fresh air, and maybe, we get that weird wall scene. <laughs> maybe that's the point. But what that uh, what. Well, damn it, What's she just cracked the damn code. What's the point? That everyone sucks except for <laughs> Alan and America Ferrer? No, no, but maybe that's the point, is that when... I mean, everyone agrees that Barbie's not real, and everyone agrees that Ken is not real, and... Yeah, why is none of this is... a problem for you in this, this, like, going Well, the point of the movie is that Barbie is Wolf- real, is the real person she's the one that makes changes in her life and she's the one that that changes her outlook on life because she met with the creator and she met with weird barbie and those are the the women that she should be looking up to so this movie isn't is intending that barbie is the real woman and i don't agree with that I don't know about that. I think I'm. I mean, the more we're talking about, the more I'm thinking that this little tiny movie within this is the actual movie, and everything else is just um, a way for that for that small piece of this movie to get where it got. And it, because I mean, you can say that Barbie arcs. I believe Barbie does does arc, but she still goes back to this. They go. You know, she goes right back. Yeah, but they yeah, have to. Goes, yeah, they have like, to land it safe at the end. They have to do a landing where Barbie isn't scrutinized too hard because at the end of the day, Mattel is selling Barbies. So that is who's putting the money in the movie. That's what uh, Greta and her (laughs) husband get the big paycheck for. So that's, that's what's going on here. So at the end of the movie, and so you're, you're what you're saying. You're getting, this is Greta Gerwig is a sellout. That's, that's I'm, well, I'm not sellout Uh is uh, a, a, a mean word. I, Adam Sandler is a sellout. Greta Gerwig is getting a good paycheck. Well, this is what I think about that, and um, I agree, I think Griffin said this earlier, like, the whole Mattel, Will Ferrell portion of this, Mm -hmm. it's completely irrelevant, because I can see right through that, that this is Mattel's cash grab to make this movie, so let's have a Mattel-like um corporation the one that's trying to get her back in the box and all this stuff and that's i don't think that's what the messaging is from this movie and to have that in there that was them saying oh you're going to use our likeness of barbie well in order to do that you need to make us look like not such the bad guys so at Mm -hmm. the end we let them have their life and will ferrell walks away and doesn't try to scheme or anything like that and they have their own little quirky fun time together so we don't we're not that bad you know we're not evil we're we're making we're letting you make this movie yeah 
Yeah, well, they can't be that bad because they're metal. Yeah, they're right. They're, they're the but that's 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 the workaround. You make it. They are barrel. the patriarchy, but yeah, they're exactly, not metal. Yes. But they are metal. The patriarchy. So. Uh, any other? Oh, I mean, she goes to the gynecologist. That's the end. She. Yeah, she there's has a, a ton of stuff, now. but I think it's. I. <laughs> I think there's a ton of stuff, but I think it's going to go mesh well in the uh, Barbenheimer episode. Yes. Oh, yeah, so. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna put this discussion of Bart to Barbie to Barbie. We're gonna put this discussion of Barbie <laughs> to bed. Do we recommend it though? Uh, 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 Mama K, Barbie. I recommend Barbie. Nicole. I do not recommend Barbie. Griffin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say I recommend it to a certain group that probably doesn't exist, but no, probably not. <laughs> so you're not recommending Barbie, okay? I like the no. way you think, Griffin. Sounds like no. I'll give it a. I'm gonna give it a soft wreck because I think one. I think I. I do think I. I was debating about seeing it again before we had uh, recorded this, just so I could get a non cross arm Nicole experience, because I do think that would make a difference. Uh, Having said that, it's not quite <laughs> worth going back. I would rather watch Oppenheimer again. Um, this is I did. It's it's a it's a mild disappointment, but but I say that I've said this about actually a lot of directors. Oh my god, this is Greta Gerwig's third movie. This makes total sense. I've said this about so many directors' third movies that I've loved in the past ten years. It's my least favorite ever movies. Uh, it's still better and more interesting than the average movie you will find. So if you're doing this or random movie, I would recommend this. Yes. Um, but it is a mild disappointment. And when we talk about it in comparison to Oppenheimer, it's not really a contest for me. But uh, two recommends, two knock recommends. We're split decision on Barbie. And uh, I would say everyone sounds mildly, I don't know. This seems like a disappointment. This seems like a, yeah. a, a, a saggy two-way it, it's a It's a cluttered mess that we can't agree on, and I think that really speaks to the audience that went, you know, what we talked about in the beginning, where we saw a range from five-year-olds to 65-year-olds, and I think everyone True. got something different out of this movie, whether it be, wow, that was cute because I love Barbie, or wow, that was a fucking mess. And it's really dependent on what yeah. you're trying to get out of this. I think, and I know Griffin's filling in for Jess, and he's done an admirable job, but I think Jess would mm-hmm. dislike both of these movies. I think Jess would hate both. Uh, yeah. Do you guys agree, I agree with me? agree with you. I, think, yes. I yeah. think Barbie is not her sense of humor at all, and she would think everyone's pretentious and annoying, kind of like Nicole does. And I think she would react to Oppenheimer like Mama K did for those who haven't heard uh, that podcast go back and listen to Oppenheimer because now is the fun little third part we've got a third bonus episode coming where the four of us are going to discuss Barbenheimer that's right the phenomenon anything we left out of our discussions of Barbie and Oppenheimer and perhaps other things related other movies that are out right now future Barbenheimer type things I'm going to tease Saw Patrol mm-hmm. right now. And uh, we have other things coming up down the pike. If you have things to recommend to us, Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Brennan underscore pod host. And you can email the show, filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. As of this recording, we don't have a threads yet. I'll let you know. Thank you guys for mm-hmm. being on for Barbie. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Maintain that energy. 
maintain the energy. <laughs> All right, that's enough. Till next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening. Enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.